You are listening to a Reverie Studios production. Download the Reverie app for the best in queer-rated entertainment. Available for iOS, Apple TV, Android, Chromecast, and Roku. For a limited time, you can get a year subscription for only $39.99. Oh, my. God, we are back. The Talking Trash is back. The Gayborhood After Show podcast. What? Here? What? We are? Podcast? Who who is? Oh, are we still going? It's me. I'm Tony Soto. (laughs) God damn it. Nate Stoner just got me right off track with what we were doing. Uh, We are back with the Talking Trash, the Gayborhood After Show podcast. My name is Tony Soto. I am the host. And I have two fabulous co-hosts in uh, with me today. We have Anna Schlegel. Hi. Hi, Anna. What am I doing? This is so far away. <laughs> I'm good at this. We're so good. Like a, like a well-oiled machine. Unprofessional. Like the Trump administration, everybody. Mm-hmm. We are well-oiled. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. We have Nate Stoner. Hi there. Hi, Nate Stoner. Secretary of Caribou, Nate Stoner. We, we are back again. How are we, guys? How are you all doing? Pretty good. Anything exciting happen in your world that we need to know about? Absolutely fucking nothing. Oh, mm. well, Nate's still in Michigan. Yeah. Still trying to make that work. No. I'm telling you, I just can't get over the fact that I look like look at a dead deer every week. I just stare in You're the not a deer. Caribou. It doesn't matter, girl. It's dead and it's on your wall. There's problem. There's another one. See, that's the leader. That's I think that one's the leader. <laughs> well, we pretty. For- What'd you say, girl? I have to live with it this winter. So this, this is your life. Uh, we are back. The Tashi- talking trash is back. We mm-hmm. talk about gayborhood the reverie Ooh. original mm. gayborhood on like reverie. Yeah, reverie original are you all are you listeners out there on the reverie kick you need to be on that reverie kick get yourself a subscription to that shit um okay. very excited we are on episode four and a lot happened in episode four episode four to me is the episode of moments. I feel Ooh. like there were a lot of moments. So let's see. Let's you just say recap. Life is made of moments. You know, if you're doing it right, you would think. And I think that Gabriel is doing it right because there were some fucking moments. There were. Yeah. So let's see let's what, what happened. Uh, when we uh, left the show uh, last week, um, uh, Blaine had a boyfriend, uh, Bocage was sleeping with uh, Seth. Well, not who knows if they're sleeping, but they definitely did a blowjob. Uh, you did and uh, did a blowjob. You and Adrian, Lisey and Adrian were fighting, and then they made up. And yeah. uh, so now we are here on episode four, and it's kind of let's see. There's a brunch. Let's start with the brunch. 
Because uh, Wilbur, we learn his name now, right? Blaine's boyfriend, Wilbur. Wilbur? Willard. 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 Ooh, uh, Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur's a good name. Maybe Blaine's uh, boyfriend next season will be I Wilbur. So got, I so got a compliment last week about all the research that I do on this show. And look at me. I just fuck it's it up. Similar. It's, it is similar. Who has a similar. W name? Who does that? That's, a, that's really a bad... Willard is not a cute name, but Willard is a cute boy. He I'm is cute. into it. So Adrian, Adrian takes the uh, the initiative because he's such a good and caring person to throw a brunch to get to know Willard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the gang is all there, and it, the gang's all here. Um, and then we also meet someone who's near and dear in Lisey's life. We meet her sister, Rhea, mm-hmm. uh, and we come to find out that she's not so near and dear, that you no. don't really like it. Mm-mm. And then as we progress in the episode, a big announcement is made by the cowboy Willard, which kind of throws everybody for a loop. We see Seth's art exhibit. It's not to be that great. Yeah. And just a bunch of fighting and a bunch of yelling and a bunch of just good old gayberhood goodness. Just- so let's dissect this episode shall we the brunch the brunch starts and uh it's not even in your house adrian it's not even in adrian's house what where is the brunch Uh, the brunch is at clay's house and adrian drunkenly comes home at the crack of dawn and stumbles in pantsless into Clay's bed and tells and informs him, um, uh, P.S. Boo, we are having a brunch. So wait, wait, I guess I am confused. So is it is it your house? Like, like did, did did what? Uh, because I know that you um were the um, oh my god, the dead person, Casey, Casey's uh, roommate. Did you let Clay move in? No, Adrian lived lives with Blaine and Casey. Casey's now dead. The room's empty. Clay has an apartment, and this is his apartment, but Adrian apparently doesn't know how to find his way home to his own apartment, so he just stumbles into Clay's because Clay gave him a key one night, and Adrian <laughs> uses it Adrian's a garbage person. Oh my god, it is so funny. So uh, the the brunch the brunch is about to start. Uh, you're, uh, Adrian's not doing a damn thing. Poor Clay is working so hard. And then we flash over to Lisi. Yeah. And we find out that Rhea is visiting. Tell us about Rhea. So Rhea is uh, Lisi's sister, and Rhea is Harlan uh, Adelman. Uh, yes, she is. We met her at um, a film festival. She is phenomenal, phenomenal actress that now lives in uh, Los Angeles. What was her name? Uh, Carlin Adelson. Am I saying her last name right? Uh, yeah, Carlin. She's great. Uh, unlike Carlin, Rhea is annoying AF. Um, she is like, she's just like is irritating. She? She's. She's irritating to Lisey. I think. I think. Do if, you think she's irritating? Oh my god! If I knew oh, Rhea, no, Rhea is. No, Rhea is like irritatingly evolved. Rhea she's is one of those people. Rhea is pretty LA. She's one of those people that you'll be having a good time at brunch, and she'll be like, "I just don't feel like we should talk about people," and you'll be like, <laughs> "Okay, well, great. I, what are we going to talk about then?" Jeez. Silence. Oh, I don't god. really want to gossip. I'm trying to like cleanse my aura of that, and you're like, "Oh, well, this is going to be fun." Let's- <laughs> 
What am I going to do now? I love it. What are we going to uh, do? God, Midwesterners are horrible people. Because seriously, we just, what, what are we talking about? We weren't talking about somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what else did we talk about? I got things I got to run through with you about <laughs> in exchanges I've had. Well, she was. We did learn that Rhea is in the middle of a cleanse. She, so she's she, So she's obviously annoying to Lisey. Lisey is not a fan of her sister. No. Um, because they're total opposites, They are right? opposites. Yeah, and I think that uh, Rhea, we lost Nate. Uh, I think that Rhea uh, makes Lisey feel insecure about all the things that she fails at and all the things that she's bad at. Okay. Um, you know, as irritatingly involved people are wont to do. But, you know, when this show opens, like when we when when, when episode four opens, Blaine has a man. Mm-hmm. Lisey has a man. Daryl, you're still hanging out with Daryl, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Seth is all alone. Um, he is. which is kind of what uh, Lisey is wanting because here we are. We're having a brunch. We're trying to meet Blaine's uh, boyfriend, and it's just so funny because it's th- the way that the characters set it up. Like, oh my god, they're gonna be so in love with each other. They're not gonna pay any attention to anything else. They're just gonna make out all the time. Isn't that just the fucking fi- like case when people get into like new relationships, mm. especially gay people? They are just like oh so hyper in love. Like that honeymoon phase is just a little too honeymoony. Yeah, it's and it's chemical. It's freaking chemical. Y'all are on, you know how annoying people are on coke? That's how people who are early in love. And I'll say this as a woman who's been married for 12 years. I've not been married for 12 years, but it feels like I've been married five together for 12. Uh, Y'all can shut up with your new love. I'm at compassionate love level now. We are very good friends who like to make out, but all of you nonsense with your new love is BS. It's super annoying. I feel like we we train our friends, like the friends that we have that are coupled up, um, Everyone is very aware that you don't bring that shit here. You know? Yes. Everyone's like really calm down around us. You're right. No one has uh, uh, less patience for new couples than the friends of those new couples. Yeah. Like, as as a perpetual bachelor, I love that lifestyle. I prefer it. I don't want you to be coming into my brunch area because brunch is a sacred thing. It is an important thing. Don't be coming in here and trying to steal focus with your making out. I'm yeah. not trying to deal with that. Because you're yeah. right. I'm trying to talk shit about whatever happened last yeah, night, the night before. Yeah, we to talk about. Also, I sleep next to you. I'm not sitting next to you at brunch to make out. Yeah. <laughs> Sit over there with your friend. You do have things to talk about. <laughs> I have things to talk about with my friends. That's a 12-year marriage right we're there. Di- we're, di- we're different people. <laughs> I already kissed your we beard this morning. We split the rent, all right? We split the rent. <laughs> I am buying your drinks, and we are, and I'm talking to Nate. Well, and this, I'm buying his drinks, too. Usually. This episode <laughs> made me feel really nostalgic. Because no one does brunch like Chicago does oh, brunch. Oh God, brunch! Um, and no one does brunch drunk I like Chicago brunch. Chicago brunch is the shit. I feel like Nate said it at the writers' table when we were talking about like wanting a moment of truth of happening, and we were like, "There's truth, and then there's 2 p.m. after brunch truth." Oh yeah, and like we don't screw around with like you start brunch at like ten, yeah, nine, yeah, eight, yeah, depending. <laughs> So you're <laughs> wasted by two. Yeah, you're truly drunk. And like the thing is, is like that's the one thing that Gaberhood really does hold true to and really does showcase is the fact that Chicago is a drinking town. Yes. Chicago always is looking for a reason to get drunk. And uh we didn't we saw that mostly at this brunch because everyone got drunk. 
Seth was not supposed to be invited to this brunch, but Seth showed up at this brunch because we found out that he was invited by the terrible friend, the terrible best friend, Adrian. Because Adrian <laughs> gets so drunk and forgets that he does shit like that. And um, it, it's kind of messed up, Adrian. I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of messed up. But Adrian. The- <laughs> <laughs> But the, but the crowd really does, I mean, you kind of know, you kind of like, you get that sense of friendship that you get, um, like, whenever someone would show up at a party that, that did not like one of my friends or one of my mm. friends did not like, we we instinctively shut it out, shut out that one person. And that happened to Seth quite a bit in the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know what? It made me feel bad for him because I want to bang him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. filming, filming that morning was, I hated it. I felt so fucking bad for him. Just like, even though I knew we were acting, it was just like because we had to film it so many times and so many. He had to be such an outcast for so long. I was just like, can we not do this anymore? Like, and he wears so it crazy. on his face so well. It's kind of like the way the way that uh, the way that he. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It makes you really kind of feel for him because he was just like. All right, this is where it is now. Uh, but I think that yeah. he knows that he fucked up, and I think that that's why you should give him a little fucking break, Lisey. Um, no, look, man. My as an actor, though, I want to just say this: he's he was so effective in that that um, Sam, in editing, chose to linger on him. While Anna has a great fucking line about, well, I don't even know what she says, but like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. And the, instead of cutting to her, which would have been that hilarious, which is funny, but they just stayed on him because his reaction was so real and so like, fuck, man. Like, you are just getting the short end of the fucking stick right now. So Lisey gets a little too drunk, and then she has a really great scene in the car with her with her sister Rhea. You're a total bitch. <laughs> you're a total bitch in that scene. She's yeah. like, she's yeah. like honestly, like, it's like, that's, I think that's the scene where I was kind of like, I'm kind of team Rhea in this whole situation. <laughs> Now I did have yeah. a quick question. Uh, when you went to the McDonald's, uh, you had you weren't ordering the food correctly. <laughs> Was that a difficult moment for you? <laughs> I, I just, I just want to say because you can't like, say double cheeseburger. No, you can't. Or you can't say we couldn't say a a McDouble. Yeah. So we were saying like Bic. We 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 changed it so that the audience could could make their own connections of what we were actually ordering. So fast forward, we get to the art show. We get to the art show uh, for uh, Seth. And we find that the art is not good, and you all are Mm -hmm. all very critical of it. We have Dixie Lynn back in the scene. She is also just still awful. The meanest uh, It's just continues to be mean. I I like her as a bit part because I think that she just she just really does punch up a scene because of her quips. And yeah, she really does put the bit in bitch. Am I right? The bit in bitch. (laughs) We got to see Squarey again, which I have. I had a great time seeing Squarey again, and oh, the fact that Squarey. you all still call him Squarey. Look, but this is this is the one thing I have to say. I loved this uh, show because we learned that Deontay hates all of you mm-hmm. because we haven't seen Deontay in a little while, and yep. then we find out that he all hates all of you white motherfuckers, and yep. I think that that is amazing because you all are all pretty terrible We're people. Um, and then we have a really great moment with your sister, with Rhea, and when they make up, when we when mm-hmm. Rhea and Lisi make up. Um, tell me just real quick, like how what was it easy to get there? Because like it really was a touching moment, and it seemed very real. Yeah, 
I mean, Carlin is such a... What, that was definitely one of those scenes where we knew where it was going to end with reconciliation, but we didn't really know how we were going to get there. And so Carlin and I tried a bunch of different ways to get there. Um, and Sam, I think, and, and Colby found some of the better routes that we had. Um, but that one did take some time, and they, they were great about allowing us to kind of linger in that and find the right route. It was awesome. But in perfect neighborhood fashion, we we end with a fight. Yep. A big old fight at the art show. Clay has a meltdown where he calls all of you dicks. I have to say, I couldn't respect a man more than that. Yeah. Because he really, because you are all super dicks. And I think that it was finally good that he put it out and he let you all know why you were dicks because I just and I don't think y'all were listening but it's good that he uh, he aired it uh, what I didn't mention earlier though was Willard asked Blaine to move into into a house with him at the beginning and that was something that he struggled with which then took us to the end with a proposal Willard proposed to Blaine at the very end of the episode and that idiot said yes idiot Oh, my God. The show keeps getting better and better. You have to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Gaberhood. Uh, and we'll be here to talk about it. But right now, we're, we got to talk about some teachable moments. So we're going to take a break. When we're going to come back, we're going to find out what we learned from episode four of Gaberhood. Teachable moment. We'll be back. Class is in session. <laughs> Are you looking for love, not just a hookup? You should try LGBT Cutie, the dating app where real people find real relationships. Download LGBT Cutie, available for free in the App Store and on Google Play. That's LGBT Q-U-T-I-E. We are back with the talking trash. And, you know, we mention it every week. But the one thing I love the most, and we're four episodes into the neighborhood now, um, and when we initially started this uh, project, uh, this After Show podcast, I had mentioned that I did not watch it because I was afraid that I didn't like it. Now, I'm excited to see every episode. That makes me um, so happy. And I find that I have LOL moments. And I find, like, you know, there are there are some, you know, there are some web series out there uh, that just, you know, they don't give you that LOL moment. And there's a lot of queer stuff out there that doesn't give you that LOL moment. But, I mean. Define for me an LOL moment. Like, when, when, when you're just sitting there and you're watching it and you hear a quip, like some improv line that you know just came out of your like messed up actor heads that just makes you go <laughs> oh. oh so it literally a laugh like out loud yes moment. i seriously do oh. like you know how when well, you text good. an lol you're not really lol no. you're sitting there probably scowling and smoking weed i'm literally <laughs> smoking weed and loling oh. on this and i love it I I am so happy to hear that because you are a hard person to please. I am a hard person to please. I, it means a lot to me. And I'm not afraid to be critical of you. No. I'm truly not. Oh, I know. I know. I've known you for fucking 13 years. I know. <laughs> he knows. He knows. I've uh, only known you for a couple of weeks now, and I feel like I know as well. Yeah, well, good. I mean, because like, there, there are people that will tell me on regular basis, like, well, we don't ask you what your opinion is because we find that like, you're too intimidating with your opinion. I was like, well, Ooh. I just give you the truth according to me. You can refer to it as an opinion. You process I say true. Like. But let's get to some truth, shall we? Let's, let's get to some moments because uh, we were talking about in the last segment how Chicago, no one does Chicago, uh, no one does brunch better than Chicago. Mm -hmm. Nobody. And I will challenge mm -hmm. any fucking metropolitan city to that. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Gay brunches. Why are brunches such a thing for us? Why are brunches such a thing for the gay folks and the gay supporters? Because y'all aren't going to church. <laughs> <laughs> Real word. 
What? Two words. Day drinking. Day drinking. Day drinking. You know, I, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I love a good, I loved a good day drinking. I don't day drink anymore. I don't, I don't see the point in it really because, um, I, I don't want to uh, be going to sleep at 6 p.m. You know what I mean? Like I don't, don't want to be like. I figure I'm going to go to sleep at 6 p.m. anyway, so I might as well be drunk. <laughs> Are you a big bruncher? <laughs> you know, I like brunch. I do. I I I prefer it now. I would rather do brunch at my own home. Oh, like cook something. Like I'll cook brunch, and then we're at my house, and then it's not going to turn into wandering around Wrigleyville and yeah. making bad life choices. When you were in Chicago, though, like did, did you brunch pretty much every weekend? Uh, Not every weekend, but we did a fair number of brunches at my place. Yeah. Oh, well, so, well, so I feel like you need like a week to skip to recover because you feel just like ass on Monday. So even in Chicago, you were entertaining at home. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, what's your, uh, Nate, what's your favorite brunch spot in Chicago? What was your favorite brunch spot? Look at his oh, face. God. It's like um, picking a child. Kit Kat. Oh, um, God. Rocks. Um, rocks. Mostly, honestly, we loved we loved a good Sunday fun day at home. Yeah, at one of our apartments. Like I remember, it was it was like a birthday, and I was like, you know, I don't really. It's like a random birthday. Like it was like twenty four or something. Like I just want to do something fun, and so we just I asked my friends that we'd never had a party at their place before, but I was like, they have a party at your house. Remember Tony and Caitlin? Mm-hmm. Their place that that year with your family was in town, and they had babies there and everything. I was like, "Fuck it, let's fucking have that's my birthday." Yeah. It's just a Sunday. They had babies there, and you you decided to have a I drinking love, party there. Yeah, my family's in town. My family parties with us. It's great. My parents were at. I mean, a Sunday fun day that went to like nine p.m. Like we ordered pizza after brunch. Like <laughs> the, my parents were there. My dad ordered pizza because we got him so drunk on mimosas. I think that my favorite place to get day drunk would would have been Teas. Uh, oh, in Andersonville. In Andersonville. Oh, yeah, that place. I think it was great. technically uptown. I loved. I think it was technically uptown. But you, oh, did you just did you just shade uptown Andersonville area? I, I went to the song. I don't ever go there. <laughs> you oh, always wanted us to go to what was that place? Dudley's Durbin's. What the hell was that place with the snow crab? You do oh. not walk up. You pour yourself out of there. <laughs> it was all you. Can, it was a buffet and all you can drink. Oh wait, is it that Irish place? They had like crab legs. Yes. It oh no. Irish. No, you're right. And Nate would be like, "Get there at seven forty-five. Like he was so intense. Like you'd be like, oh, we're, we're. "No, you would insist we get there at like eight a.m. because you're like, we gotta get a good table." Would 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 you? Well, that's not brunch then. The whole point of brunch is that it's a little closer to lunch. Like I wouldn't be. No one it would invite me to a brunch at nine in the morning. I would tell you to go to hell. I was I still mean, sleeping off the night before. By one. <laughs> you just got to keep it rolling. Well, um, a big a big storyline in episode four was your relationship with your sister. Mm-hmm. Do you have siblings in real life? I do. I have an older brother and two older sisters. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, how's your relationships? Well, so I'm a lot. I'm a lot younger. Uh, um, no, I'm ten year. I'm eighteen years younger than my brother. 13 years younger than my oldest sister and 10 years younger than my... Oh, we waited a little while, huh, folks? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I was a bonus baby. They, that... s- She says I was planned, but my mother is a liar. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so I don't ha- I don't feel like I have a rivalry at all with my, my siblings because the ages are so different. Um, so we were never in the same schools at the same time, and we never... We just were never competitive. Um, Nate, do you have siblings? Yeah, one, um, he is 
two to three years older than me, but he was always four years ahead of me in school. So by the time I was a in junior high, he was gone. By the time I was in high school, he was gone. Um, but he was always like, uh, he was like the football star and oh. stuff, you know. Oh. And so then I had to like come in and be like, by the way, I love art and I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a different. Level. So you were like polar opposites, you and your brother. You were a theater queen, and he was a jock. One hundred percent. So, but but like like let's. Did you have a rivalry? Um, are are do you have you a little bit? Really? A little bit, yeah. But you were so opposite. What would you have a rivalry for? Like like what? Could you have done sports just as good as he? Done sports. Uh, well, he was um his senior year. He he was a homecoming king, and then my senior year I worked really fucking hard I was the only out gay kid in my entire high school and I was like god damn it I was senior class president because I fought hard for it and then I became prom king and I was like hmm so now our thing is now in our older days is whenever he meets somebody new or we're talking with somebody new I'm like so guys what do you think is more important the homecoming king or the prom king <laughs> what is more important? That's a good question. I would say they're both equally not important. I, I said the prom <laughs> Did you have sibling rivalries with your siblings? Oh, no. Because you were so fun. They were always so old. They didn't give a shit about you anyway. From Alisa? Uh, my, my, my middle sister is 10 years older than me. So she was, she was like more outgoing and she dated more um my older sister um they're they both are like breathtakingly beautiful blonde gorgeous women um i i got a different set of jeans uh, <laughs> from the later the later version i was i was a later i was a later ios that had some bugs in it uh, but but um my oldest sister melissa was a little bit more of a homebody and she she like didn't date until she was more in college but she would like be like you want to go find alicia on her date and like she would like put me in the car and i was like five and she'd be like we're gonna go find pookie on her date and we like went out to make up make out point and found my sister and her boyfriend in the car and like sat behind her and like honked and like drove away laughing we're like she's like you want to go to danny's so like that was my relationship with my sisters <laughs> little baby you know, i'm a middle child so i have an older sister and a younger brother and um i will tell you that it is a inner fear of mine that either one of them would ever want to come and visit me anywhere i lived what like, like my brother had a wedding when I was living in Chicago, and so I was his best man, uh, which I did not ask for. I'd like to be, make that known. Um, and when he when when he asked me, I was kind of like, "Oh, is it wrong to say no?" Um, but uh, he was like, "You are the best man, so you have to throw." The oh, best man right, party. Right. Well, what, what is it? The, the, bash, the bachelor party. The best man party where you do sports. So, where you do sports. <laughs> so I took him to a Cubs game, which is funny. Stop it. Because like, I was Stop. just like, I was like, uh, I don't know what I would do for. I'm from a town of 8,000 people. All right? right. We're very rural. Uh, they have acclimated to the redneck white lifestyle quite well. Right. So. I literally have no idea what to do with them. So if they ever did want to come and visit or I don't think I ever had a, ever had a rivalry because I always knew I was better. But I definitely uh, was like, please don't ask me to entertain you. Like, I'm 
I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. We're not anywhere near pickup trucks and cornfields. I'm not sure what we would talk oh. about. But we did have it. We ended up having a great time uh, at his uh, at his um, uh, uh, bachelor party. Um, but the whole time leading up to it, I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do with them. I, that's yeah. my thing. I just don't know what to do with them. Right. Anyway, that was a little glimpse into my dysfunction. Well, You're very welcome. Let's talk a little I'm, more about. I'm grateful. I liked it. <laughs> Let's talk a little more about Rhea. Uh, Rhea when entered the scene on. Uh, yeah, that was that was funny. The uh, the diarrhea mm-hmm. part was was actually quite funny. And I'm not a fan of poop stuff. Um, but it was really? funny. Yeah, I don't like to talk about it. I want to think that you don't do it. I want to think that you don't do it. And none of you do it out there listening to this. Um, <laughs> but she, Live she, the truth, but man. Rhea was kind of L.A. and in an annoying way when she got on the show. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she was on a cleanse. Yep. She didn't eat gluten. No gluten. She was very healthy. Mm-hmm. She was a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, is that annoying to you guys? Is that kind of person annoying to you? Because there's yeah. a lot. I think. Like, I think. Like, I thought that she was out of place. Where was? Where's Rhea visiting from? She. I think we said that she was coming in from L.A. Okay, that would yeah. make sense because, like, I did. You don't experience that kind of person in Chicago. Like, We're all hedonists may, there. Like maybe a little more now. I think that when I was leaving, you know, there were more people talking about cleanses and stuff like yeah. that. But um, it just goes to show, like, like. It, she was so out of place with yeah. uh, the Chicago crowd. Those kind of people get on your nerves. Yeah, I think that I, I think that anybody that just talks about their own journey that much or like where they are, or try to like guilt you because of you know you're not someone you know self improvement kick. That's a little annoying. Asking if a chicken at uh, the McDonald's is free range. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like no, it's not. <laughs> no, it suffered. Trust no, me. No, it suffered. That chicken <laughs> suffered from <laughs> conception to death. Needlessly. <laughs> like they did it on purpose to be mean. <clears throat> are are you are you that type of person? Are you a spiritual person, Nathan? No, I mean no. Do you no. do you, are you gluten free? Do you have a celiac disorder? Anything wrong with you? No. I do love a thing where I will go, uh, I'll do keto for a while, which is a, a, a ketosis diet. Um, I got Anna into it for a hot minute. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all, but it's really hard to stick to. And But when you're in it, you're like, I'm doing this, and there's this, all these fun new recipes I just found, and I can do this whole thing. And people are just like, you do want to talk about it. I understand that, but there's a point where it's like, you have to you have to be self aware enough to know that people are wanting to murder you right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gar- we were both garbage vegetarians too. Oh, were you like the ones oh, that were like garbage. I'm a vegetarian? Oh, the and poor then, animals. And then you know a couple years later we're like we're doing ketosis. We're eating this meatloaf which is made with almonds and beef and wrapped in bacon. Barf. Like we're just both garbage. Whatever kick we're on. Um, let's before we uh, end this, is the most important thing. Before we end this segment, I we have to talk about uh, the the gay uh, "Will you move in with me? Will you marry me?" thing. Mm-hmm. That does not seem like a gay quality to me, though. Like I was a little shocked that that it happened. Um, and that it was moving so quickly. I mean, I understand the honeymoon thing, but I've never known a gay person to move in with, well, a gay male, to move in with another gay male after three weeks. 
here's the thing. I think that that's the whole thing, though. It's not a gay thing. It's a Blaine thing, which is why everybody thinks it's so effing weird. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think that that was presented as, like, a... Like something that gay people do right yeah, No, and that I think was we just all yeah. thought it was truly bizarre. What do you think, Nate? Um, I've had two boyfriends that have moved in with me uh, after three months. Oh, yeah, he does that. Well, three months. No, three months is still too short, too. Yeah, and how long did they stay no. with you? It's way too short. Um, well, one was like a year and a half, and the other one was like uh, nine months. But like, still, it's just like, I mean, the good thing is, is like, I do it on my lease, so I can say, nope, we're done, you're out. Like, I'm out. But at the same time, it's <laughs> is still, that like, the good yeah, thing, girl? You can like, throw them out? <laughs> Why am I like two boyfriends in that have like have to had have it's been like a, a situation of like oh you're getting fucked on whatever your living situation is why don't you just move in with me to me I know it wasn't it might have been but it feels very manipulative you know like well why are why can't you just go and find another place if I was if I automatically all all of a sudden became homeless I would find my own fucking place. I know? would never move in with someone after three weeks. That just seems like the dumbest move because I want stability and that's not stable to me. And Nate, when Nate says he'd find another place to live, he means mine. Your house. Oh, well, I feel like we've learned a lot. <laughs> I feel like we've learned so much. So much. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we want to know what you think. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Do you do sports? Do you do sports? Do you, do take... you have a sibling rivalry? <laughs> yeah. Are you gluten free? <laughs> yeah. Do you have celiac? Uh... Do you boyfriends to live with you after a very short time? Yeah, yeah, girl. Get it together. Are you sick of your newly making out, falling in love friends? <laughs> we'll be right Those back. Those are gross. We'll be right back. You are listening to a Reverie Studios production. Download the Reverie app for the best in queer-rated entertainment available for iOS, Apple TV, Android, Chromecast. Our good friends at LGBTQD are giving you 10% off your Reverie subscription for three months with the code CUTIE. That's code Q-U-T-I-E for 10% off Reverie for three months. We are back. The talking trash. Uh, and we, like we say every week, we want to know what you think, listeners, mm -hmm. how you feel about the show. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are there things that you've learned? Are there things that you would rather you didn't learn? I think it's very important because mm -hmm. those are both. Is ignorance bliss? Is ignorance. I think that it is. <laughs> is bliss ignorance? I'm banking my career Ooh. on that, actually. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Ooh, All right. career. This <laughs> I use the C word now. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm convinced that I have a career, but uh, I use it. I like it. Uh, let's start. We have Gail Knight, and this is via Twitter, and she says, what's the fastest you have ever moved in with somebody? Well, Nate has let us. I would like, that's good that this is a question, because right. I would like to piggyback on what a stupid decision three months is to move in. Can I just ask you, what was it? About the person that after three months you were like, no, this could work. Um, my inherent need to be maternal and care for people and be like, no, I got you. Don't worry. Like, I'll take care of you. And I do. I did the dishes. I cooked every night. I cleaned the house. Um, now, Anna, now, Anna, how many times 
during this time did you hear Nate bitch about the fact that he was doing everything like dishes and cleaning the house? What's the quantity of all the time? (laughs) (laughs) So I love it because you are a waspy Midwestern mother then. You do all that shit just so you can get the accolades for doing all that shit. You wanted wanted that new boy to be like, oh my God, you're just the best mom. You're just the best. I love you, mom. Now can I give you a blowjob, mom? That's what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, I mean, Nate did really. I mean, Nate's calling is to be a housewife. He's really good at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. No, I would love to do that. I would love to do a housewife, but I would also like to be like a housewife that's engaged socially. You know what I mean? Like I do other things. Well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you wouldn't just want to stay at home and get no, fat, girl. Socialize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, so your relationship with your husband? Yeah. Uh, you said you've been together for twelve years. Yeah. Married for five. Mm-hmm. How quickly? Six. Did you... Wait, I forgot. Oh God. Oh, married. Ah. For... God. What was the kind of love that you have now? What, what kind of love? Did you well, say? scientifically, <laughs> it's called compassionate love. Uh, the brain receptors that go off in the, an MRI when you uh, when you scan someone like me's brain when I look at my partner, it actually uh, it h- highlights the comfort and. Um, like it's still happy, but it's like the happy comfort. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whereas people that are newly in love, it it highlights happy, but also anxiety. So how long into the relationship did it take for you guys to move in with each other? Mm, we broke up a lot the first year because he kept breaking up with me because um, I treated him too well, and he said um, I made him feel too confident, so he felt like he needed to um, be single and really let the world. Did happen. he really say those stupid words to you? <laughs> yeah. Did he really use the words "you make me feel too confident"? Yeah. Men are so fucking stupid. I know. I'm I'm attracted to straight men. It's really like, hard. That like is the no dumbest. one talks. No one talks about my struggle. I had to date. Well, I had to date straight men. Yeah. It's no. Garbage. No. It's garbage. More. That's for damn sure. What? Ramson, don't say that shit no more. No. No. Well, so so you broke so you Stop broke up a lot. We broke up. We got back together. But it was it was really, really fast. I he was on the Tommy Boy plan and was doing like seven years in college. And I was like, well, I'm graduating four and I'm moving to Chicago because I want to do the theater thing. Bye. Yeah. The the boobs that we saw in episode three are leaving you, buddy. So then he (laughs) was like, then all of a sudden he was like, well, I think I could move to Chicago. I think I could do that. And when he moved, so he's from Boise as well. He's not. He's actually from a little town called Nez Perce, tiny uh, little town in northern Idaho. Okay. So when when I moved to Chicago, he then quick wrapped up his degree then in a semester and moved to Chicago. So we really had only been like together together for like periods of a couple of months. Uh-huh. Like we knew each other really well. But if my daughter did what I did, I would murder her. Really? Like because he moved across the country to move in with me in my crappy studio in Chicago. Yeah. And we really hadn't been together together for more than a month's time. And you said you guys broke up a lot. Well, so if he moved in with you to into the studio, who would get kicked out when y'all broke up? We just not well. We didn't break up once we were in Chicago. Oh, oh, you been you were together the whole time you were in. Chicago. Yeah, once we moved to Chicago, we he he stopped with that foolishness. Oh. <laughs> he was like, finally, I guess I'll just embrace the confidence. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, it's so good to be confident and be able to deal with that. He's a white person, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He's Fucking pretty white. Fucking white people. He's I, a Viking. I can't with that. Um, I have never moved in with anybody. Um, what? Yeah, no, never. 
Um, and honestly, I think that Learning if I truths. did move in with somebody, I mean, I've had, I, I moved in with uh, a best friend like multiple times because we've been best friends for 20 years. Right. And our, like our paths always crossed. I mean, I'd never sleep with him. But um, no, I, I, I'm just like, I'm so about my space that it's like when I'm at home, I would rather no one else be there. Um, so, but if I did move in with somebody, I would need to have more than one bedroom because I would not want to share a bed with them every night. Wow. Yeah, no, no. Oh. Oh, okay. I want to say it's very important to have like a room to close the door. Um, However, I never had that, but I had a big enough studio where I could like make that happen, like with, you know, giant art and whatever. But uh, the idea of needing to... um, Like sleep separately or be separate? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. Um, My last living boyfriend was so pissed. Actually, every boyfriend I've ever had was so pissed. Because I need to have my own blanket when I sleep. It's like, we have a big enough bed, but I want my own blanket to, like, curl up with and turn around in. And they were always so mad, like, no, we're going to sleep together. Like, we're going to sleep in the same blanket. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't need your body heat. I don't need your hairy legs on me. Like, yeah, I, want, like, I, I, I would hey. just assume not share a bed with anyone. Y'all are that crazy. Very strange, Tony. You are going to die an old maid. So here's... <laughs> hey, yeah. listen. This isn't I'm a, a podcast. Very, this I'm, is an intervention. As long as I am sexually satisfied, that's all that matters to me. I don't need that kind of shit. I don't need you to live in my house every day. I don't need to get old with you. I have to live with watching my own body get old. I don't want to watch someone else's body who I used to want to fuck get old to the point where I don't want to fuck them anymore. Oh. Oh my god. Isn't that awful? I mean, I know I I know I talk I know I talk I know I talk a big game about my compassionate love and what have you, but do you want to see how many pictures of my phone are of Branson sleeping? Cuz I'll roll over and be like, "Oh, he's so sweet." Look at his look at his bed beard. thing about that's cute about living together is like one time um past when we were dating. Um he came home from work really long day and he was like, "You know, I really want fish sticks and I was like well you know what I have some some fucking fish I got from Trader Joe's in the freezer and I have some breadcrumbs and I made some motherfucking fish sticks fish sticks like on the spot and he was just like it's so nice that like I could just like be like I want this and then you just make it and it's really sweet and I was like thank you because I'm the best wife ever and I just want to say like, those little moments like that are just like that's what living together is like makes it cute you know gross i don't need it to be cute he doesn't want it to be cute you don't want to live the first five minutes of up here's my thing i'm gonna tell you real honestly the first time i'm at like two i'm at two minutes and 15 seconds of up is where i'm living when people talk about midwesterners the first thing they always like to do is be like oh my god midwesterners are so nice we're so nice we're we are nice, nice because we were raised correctly. That's true. We're not nice because we're really fucking nice. We're not nice. We're nice mm, because we're taught okay. to say thank you. We're taught to say please. We're taught to say yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. We're taught to do all this. The first time that someone is nice to me, I question it immediately as a Midwesterner mm. because I know I'm like, what's your angle? But there's, okay, so there's a difference between polite uh-huh. and nice. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm saying there's a difference between polite and nice, and then there's a big difference between nice and kind. Uh-huh. Like, so when someone does something kind for me, like, 
they're being altruistic and they're giving something of themselves and they're being good and Don't wonderful. you ask why? Yes. I want to know why. But I think when people say that Midwesterners are nice, they just mean that we're polite. Yeah, that we say please and thank you and or like, whatever. Oh, that's great. That's oh lovely. my God, you guys are so nice. I was like, Yo, Can you leave brunch you have, so we can talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like, you have no idea what we say about you behind your back. Mm. <laughs> Before the irritatingly involved one. We're just too nice to tell you we don't like you. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we we went off on that one. That was good. We went down a little rabbit hole. Uh, we did. We did. I feel like I I feel like I heal a little bit more with every podcast I do. Um, I do too. This is for, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> this is for me, guys. This is for me. Yeah. Uh, is okay. So this is from uh, Quinn. It says, "Is Seth going to stop being a dick? I want him to because he's so cute. He is cute. I don't want him to stop being a dick. I like." <laughs> I like that selfish cracker. And this is why and this is why you are attracted to people you don't want to sleep in the same bed with. Yeah, no, I sabotage my love life on a regular basis. Girl, you got to get some of that compassionate love though. <laughs> if someone ever took a photo of me oh, when I was no. sleeping, that would be grounds for breakup immediately. What is he going to do? Divorce me? He's so bad at paperwork. <laughs> That's the oh, great yeah, thing. I'm like all of a sudden very very sad for you. <laughs> for who? For you. Oh, well, please don't, girl. She's very happy. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the I caribou. Can, I can guarantee. See, this is that's that Midwestern brainwashing that you've been instilled by this home, uh, like heteronormative life bullshit where you think you have to be with somebody in order to somehow oh. be happy. Trust me. Oh. I, am, I have oh. never been happier. And it's... I- Dude, guys, I live with my parents at this moment. I've been staying with them. Oh, we know. We'll never let you forget that. And they're terrible. They're terrible. They live together, but they fucking hate each other. Here's the thing. (laughs) You do know that this is going to go on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. They're definitely about the world. Here's the thing. It's not about it. But I'm not condoning sucking it up and sticking with it. I'm saying some companionship and, and cohabitation is nice and lovely. And I just feel like you're being a really hard rock. Uh, and you're well, see, like, here's I have so many walls and I don't want anyone to be in. So fuck everybody. But I'm happy. But I don't think you're happy. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. When you choose a chosen family, as a queer person, you, cho- you choose a, fo- a chosen family. So my uh, companionship comes from that. That doesn't mean I want you in my house. You don't need to be in my house. Don't take up my space. Don't eat my peanut butter. Yeah, no, I'm a selfish bitch. I'm a middle child. I had to fight. You know what I mean? So it was like, no, I'm not trying to share shit. I'm just saying so you clearly have... a really bad time to ask you if I could stay with you when I come back to L.A.? No, that's a no. That's a straight no. You cannot stay with me. Is it me. a straight no or is it a gay no? It is just a flat no. How about that? How about that? It's just, it's clear. You know what? We just, we all have different expressions of love. And clearly one of my expressions of love, because Nate lives with me as well as my husband, uh, the, the, I like people living under my roof. Yeah. I prefer an orgasm. You know what I mean? Like that's what's important. And I would prefer that to be from someone different on a but regular basis. But they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I mean, not with Nate. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. I feel like we're yeah, really. I don't know if all of 